Hi, it's Damien Christoph here. Are you ready to take your life to the most incredible level possible in 2016? Well, we've had three sold out wellness summits these last few years, but honestly, nothing comes close to the wellness breakthrough and we have just three spots remaining. Your favorite wellness couch experts, the wellness guys, Karen Smith, Kim Morrison, Quirky Cookings, Joe Witten, Marcus Pierce, and of course, Carl Brock are gathering in the Dandenong Ranges for three days and two nights for one incredible event. If you want possibly the greatest peer group in health and wellness to help you catapult your life to the next level, then we'd love to see you at the Wellness Breakthrough from February 5th to the 7th. But again, there's only three spots available. Entry to the breakthrough is by application only, and to apply, simply email your contact details to marcus at thewellnesscouch.com. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Inside the Champion's Mind, featuring Dr. Lawrence Tam and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to Inside the Champion's Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything you do. I'm Lawrence Tam, co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. And as always, on my champion mindset co-host by my side, I guess on the other side of the microphone, is Marcus Pierce. Oh, Lawrence Tam, happy new year to you, great man. This is our very first Inside the Champion's Mind for 2016, and it's going to be a belter of a year. I love this time of year. It is. It's been fantastic. It's uh, it's uh, as our last couple episodes we talked a lot about. You know, it's a crazy time of year, and now it's still a crazy time of the year. So, uh, you know, I hope you enjoyed. Is it ever not a crazy time of the year? Are you ever in like March or April or May and going? It's a really quiet time of the year right now. It's always a crazy time of the year, isn't it? (laughs) I also actually always wanted to ask you. It's like uh, when are you ever not happy, Marcus? (laughs) 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 um, Oh, don't you worry. I have just had kids screaming. I've had Sarah feeling on the verge of tears, so tired, pregnant, two kids. I came home from uh, the cafe where I'd been working. She's like, I just wanted to have lunch ready for you. And I'm like, babe, I don't care. You don't have to get all this stuff done. And, um, you know, it's not all uh, roses and chocolates, is it, LT? (laughs) And you're here now talking to me and to hundreds and thousands (laughs) of people uh, talking about Inside Champions Mind. So, what are we talking about today, Marcus? You always have uh, great insights on uh, what topics oh, we should lots. talk about, and then we'll just usually just riff and have a chat about just the craziest topics about how we think. Well, some uh, people, yeah, some people will think this is pretty crazy. I don't know if you think this is crazy, but every year over Christmas, I love to read an autobiography or a, a very good biography. Um, and last year, I read Steve Jobs, and I absolutely love that book. And this year, I read a biography on Michael Jackson, one of my boyhood idols. I will put it out there. I, I love and did love Michael Jackson. But I don't want to talk about this from a fan's perspective. What I want to talk about on this podcast, if you're happy to, LT, is the price people pay to to follow their genius. This was a book written by Jermaine Jackson, Michael's brother, and um, it goes into so much detail about the sacrifices really that um, uh, Michael Jackson and his brothers to an extent paid for following their dreams and doing what they love. And you know, as I thought about it, I recognized that the, the price that they paid is monumental in scale, but it's not uh, – the principle is not something that we can't relate to. I think the principle of doing what we love is something that we can relate to because uh, we all have a price to pay and I thought it's a really good topic to talk about at this time of the year as people are wondering if they're ready to do what they love and love what they do on a full-time basis. 
you know, it's a it's a great topic. I think it's uh it's something that we all ch- are challenged to do. And, and I can, I'll be honest with you right now. I've been, I've been thinking a lot about this actually in the last um couple of months. Actually, especially over Christmas. And so maybe this is uh one of the reasons why we're actually talking yeah. about it. Yeah. Well, I, I don't it's know if therapy. it's therapy. It's it's just a weird. It's good a, therapy. <laughs> it's a weird 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 year for me um where I usually have all my stuff together, everything's online, ready to go, and I was until Christmas came along. <laughs> and then I was just all over the place and really? I was just yeah, yeah, it was it's, it was just a weird time. It's just that where um you know when when all my clients typically have to have taken, you know, are all in break like here in Australia. It's like nothing happens. Like nothing happens. You know, in in, in North America I'm so so used to. Yeah, you know, sure you take a week, we'll two weeks start. off and then, you know, once uh January 1st goes around like stops, uh, ends, it's pretty much back on board, but in North America, right? So you guys listening in North America, like that's what happens, right? But here in Australia, it's like no, it's still summer holidays so like honestly my kids are still you know in summer and they're not going back to school for another couple of weeks and and literally you know people are just going back to work this week and it's like man like come on guys let's get to this and i'm like <laughs> i've been like waiting for this new year to start and then even when i wanted to start it's just not happening so um can so, i ask you well i think it's kind of goes in line with genius right so it talks about like are we waiting for someone you know, sometimes you just got to do your thing and people are not ready for it. And I think Michael Jackson was ahead of his time, right? I'm not actually a big Michael Jackson fan. Um, you know, I loved his music, but I didn't like, he wasn't like my favorite artist of all time. I can see why you and Damien get along so well too as well. But, um, but you know, I admire, I, I, I honestly admire talent. I admire talent people who are, are just amazing, um, amazingly talented. And, you know, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, the other day just happened, David Bowie passed away. Uh, and, and unfortunately I wasn't part of the David Bowie era. Like he was just a little bit, um, earlier before my time, yeah. um, in terms of like, you know, when music, you know, he was, he it was around the time when I was born, but you know, obviously I was too young to actually understand what was going on. But, uh, and so I don't have any influence. However, looking back at his career, when someone passes away, you look back at the career and, and you look at, wow, like, man, they were different. They were ahead of the curve and that's why they were famous. They were um, following something that was so different than what the norm was. And uh, there's a lot of norms being played out right now in our lifetime, you know, that our kids will. I remember someone saying, uh, talking about uh, homosexuality, for example, you know, and they're saying, I think this was. Uh, Jamie Foxx, I was actually listening to an interview with Jamie Foxx, and Jamie Foxx was saying how, um, you know, he was talking to his daughter about, you know, what are your thoughts about, you know, homosexuality and stuff, and her daughter's, I think, is probably uh, in late teens or, you know, 18 years old, and he's like, that's not our problem, that's your generation's problem. Like in in a sense of, which is really interesting, right? Because it is really, really Mm. true because it's not about, I mean, it's the generation above us. I'm probably like my generation, maybe just a little bit above that, that, uh, that is a conflict. Whereas for their generation, like my, our kids, you know, or even just younger, they they grew up with it. It's not an issue. Yeah. And so, which is kind of interesting. I don't know how we got onto this topic, but that's okay. I can talk. <laughs> so, it, but it's, I've got so it does many go about genius, I want to ask right? you. You went in all these different directions. I've got so many questions for you already. All We're right, going to go, go off topic, go but it. I've got questions that I want answers to. God damn it! All right. Well, good. Oh, stick to your genius. <laughs> that's that's my summary. No, right no. Now. So this is this is off topic, but I think people in the southern hemisphere are wondering about this. You find it hard in January, right? I want to know, in June, July, and August, when the rest of the world is taking this long six-week break, when we're in the middle of our year, does that mean you go into go slow mode? <laughs> in June? 
No, in July, you know oh, when uh, you know in summer. Oh right. In the no. north. Oh no, I right because in summer that's when they have their summer holidays, right? That's oh, our winter, north. so yeah, we just yeah. carry on. Yeah, but well, it's a pretty much the same type you, of theory. Oh, for me, no, that's what no. you'd be used to, right? I mean, yeah, but that was thirteen years ago. <laughs> just, Christmas is just one of those things that's really, really important. Oh, so you're not used to Christmas, but you're used to pushing through in winter. You know, what? yes, I'm, I'm, I'm used to pushing. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I don't. Maybe maybe that's my problem. I don't have an off switch, <laughs> and and because Christmas created an an automated off switch. Um, that I didn't want. Uh, that's what I was. You struggling. can't so, do anything about. <laughs> yeah, well, I couldn't do anything about it, and therefore it made me think. And by thinking, it made me think more, and then made me think more about my life, and blah blah. blah. So it goes on. So that's what happened. So I want to. I want to know what actually did. Did anything happen that you can share with us over Christmas with the world stopping all around you? Was it like, did you have consequences or was it more that your mind went crazy because you wanted to stay in fifth gear and everyone else had wound down? Uh, listen, like it takes me a couple of days to kind of figure out what I wanted um, to do and uh, during that period of time and, and I made a conscious effort not to work and do anything so I, I just stopped and uh, the reason why, uh, let's put everything back in context and we'll get right back you know, to, to, to genius, right? So one of the things that I do is that you know, when we talk about genius because this is what this episode is about so I want to make it relevant. Um, when, when someone's in genius, I think what ends up happening is that they, they don't find work as work. Right, they they just love what they do, and if you don't love what you do, then it's 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 a job. And so I don't find what I do as a job. I find what I do is inspiring, and it's, it's I I get up and I want to go and do it. Sure, there's things within it that sucks, right? And I'm not saying there's all you know rainbows and, and unicorns here, but I'm, I think it's really important to know that you know when you're passionate about something. And I'm running an event, uh, you know, you know in January uh, 2016 so therefore I had to do a whole bunch of things to prepare for it and so that's what I was waiting for the world waiting for the world to kind of go all right come on let's so let's let's start talking let's start uh, getting going and so but it was a forced break in a sense that I had these things in plan so but I actually had to take a stop uh, and then I just said you know okay well I can't do anything about it because everybody else is, is is busy so I just basically just kind of spent time with family which is also very important and uh, I spent mm-hmm. a lot of time see the thing here's here's the deal here's the rub right the rub is this I take and I'm sure everybody knows this anyways I have planned breaks throughout the whole entire year and so we talked about this many times in the previous podcast and people make fun of me all the time and I'm going away, blah, blah, blah. But I have planned breaks. So which means I planned my holidays. I've taken my breaks during the year. So when Christmas come around, it's like, I don't want another break. Like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't need another break. So I said, I was, I'm mm. pretty comfortable uh, for, the, for the rest of the year um, to, <laughs> to have my ebb and flow. And, and, uh, and that, that's why I think that's what it is. It's just like, it's like, oh, you know, it's, it's time for me to get going on January 1st. I'm not saying Christmas, New Year's fine. That's, I definitely took a break from there, but I was thinking more like January 3rd or 4th, whenever the first day was like, let's go. <laughs> then I realized you're ready to go, but no one's ready yet. Yeah. So, but that's fine. I got a whole bunch of stuff done that I need to get done. And, uh, and then, but it, it made me think a lot about, life and genius and the thing is is what am i really good at and even i've figured out what i'm great at and every single time it's like another reevaluation and going okay what am i really great at so i think there's a lesson here the lesson is i don't really know if you ever figure it out maybe i don't know you you may figure it out for a temporary period of time and then you refine it like so it's about all right so let's figure out what you're good at for the 10 percent of what you do of 100% of things you do, what's, what's, what's your top 10%, right? And you figure that out. And then within that 10%, I think sooner or later, you're going to go, well, how, how can I be a genius at that 10% of that 10%, right? And then how do I become the 10% of that 10% within the 10%? And I think that's about life. It's about 
creating, finding, constantly finding that genius within that genius, within that genius, within that genius. I okay, this that's, is great. That's the evolution of where we should be heading. And so it's a never-ending process, I think. Um, so, okay. Yeah. All right. So you talk about this and I, I may I may not um, communicate this exactly, but, but this when you're talking about this, you mentioned rainbows and unicorns and then you're talking about the 10%. Um, if I if I just bring this uh, if I bring Michael Jackson into the equation here, mm-hmm. all Michael Jackson loved to do was sing and perform. That's that's what he was born to do. That's where he he went where, doing what he loved. It's estimated he recorded over fifty thousand songs, mm-hmm. and so he's going to have posthumous albums released for decades to come. Um, so all he wanted to do was sing and perform. But you talk about rainbows and unicorns and how we don't love everything that is associated with our genius. Um, the big stresses around his life, um, one of the big ones was preparing for a tour. All of the lawyers and the accountants and the promoters would you know, do their thing to get a piece of the pie and, and all of the legal jargon and the rest and it, it stressed Michael Jackson out because all he wanted to do was uh, was uh, entertain and, and, and the rest of it mm-hmm. and uh, often we get lost in if we just use music as an example, we get lost in going, oh, bright, shiny objects, they've just released a CD or they're going on tour. But we don't see all of the the, the tough stuff, the hard work, the, the legalese that's going on behind the scenes that can be very um, sapping. You can use even yourself as an example, LT. You might say, oh, look at Lawrence, he's speaking here and he's traveling there and he's doing this. But we don't see all of the hard work, all of the grind going on behind the scenes for, for that to take place. Um, yeah. It wouldn't be that interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no Kardashian, so it wouldn't be that interesting. So I have a different take on that, though, right? Totally different take yeah. on that a little bit. Um, I agree. Maybe, like, I, don't, I haven't read the biography, so I don't really know much of his life. But So let's take, for example, let's, let's make the assumption that all he wanted to do was sing and perform, right? And that's what he really wanted to do. But I don't agree that that's the only thing he wanted. And here's why. Um, he would not have put up with all that stuff and put in all that hard work if there was, it was just thinking about performing. His, I believe that there's a part of him that he wanted to sing and perform in front of millions of people. And so that's yeah, a totally yeah, he different... wanted to improve humanity. He wanted to make humanity more loving, more aware, all of that through his music. Yeah, but I think there's also a, driven, like a goal to be able for him to be able to have all the things he ever wanted to. And that required for him to perform, to earn the money, to be able to have the things he wanted to do. Yeah. At the same time. So can time. I tell you what it is? Sure. Sorry. So he, because I think people will get a lot out of this on his mirror. Mm-hmm. which I think it still stands. I'm just looking for it in the introduction, but it's very simple because I think people will will resonate with it. It said, um, Thriller, 100 million albums selling out stadiums. And he looked at that every day, visualized that every day. And now, I might not have it exactly right, mm-hmm. but when you're talking about a goal that, that's driving him, that was that was what he had. They they were the words. There was no big vision board and all the rest of it. It was those three lines: Thriller, one hundred million sales, um, selling out stadiums. Is that where you're going? Well, yeah, I think that there was exactly. So it's like the experience that he actually wanted to create, right? So that was the driver. So that's the the thing that at the end of the rainbow is what drove him. And I've talked about this at the Wellness Summit. I've talked about it in another podcast where I said basically it's about. Um, if there was a a blog post that was recently uh, that I read, I'm sure you know it's been shared around Facebook quite a bit time, a few times. And one of the things that said, you know, it's actually, um, you know, what do you want? Right? Is the 
is, is actually a wrong question to have um, because it's it's not what you want. We can name all the things we want, but it's actually a better question to ask is what are you willing to suffer for? And and that's the oh, nice, if you remember nice. if you remember from the wellness summit I talked about um, the word passion. You know, people say follow your passion, passion, right? Mm-hmm. And so passion is a mis- like the word passion says okay passion it's just like just do what you love that's what it means well no that's not what it means follow your passion right passion is like if you think of the passion of christ it's like it means to suffer right which you know it means to suffer through so which means that so if you what are you willing to suffer through to get to what you want and that which is what what we've just been talking about you said you know you we always see the good stuff right we see the good stuff that you know that the results right but what are the things are you willing to give up to get that result and there are so many people out there that we we look up to uh, as mentors or so many people that you kind of go like i want their life and but if you actually find out find out exactly what they do to get that life you're going to go i actually don't want that life um, yeah. you know, I, I mean, one of the famous entrepreneurs, for example, that, that, you know, that I, I do admire, but I would never want his life. You know, Gary Vaynerchuk, he, he's, this guy is just, he is unstoppable. And I met him, uh, when I was in Vegas and he's a great guy, like really real personal. He cares about his fans. He cares about his people and he tweets and he, he's such a big social media expert. Right. But the guy leaves home like six, seven o'clock in the morning and he gets home like 11, 12 o'clock at night. He's got like two Does kids. He have kids. Yeah, he's got like two kids, oh. right? Uh, young kids, just like ours, like about our age. And um, yeah, Saturday's his family day. Um, but yeah, and he runs like hundreds of millions of dollars of companies. That's fantastic. I don't know if I want that. And, and it's not the, mm-hmm. that's right or wrong. I'm not suggesting he's wrong and I'm right. That's, that's definitely not what I'm saying because that's his drive, right? Elon Musk has a, a freaking drive to go to Mars. Awesome. Right. Some of us do. Some of us don't. And the thing is, is that you got to figure out what that purpose is first. What do you want? Like, what do you want? Sure. But what are you willing to suffer for is probably a better question. And I think that's a really great sort of flip on that insight because I love it. I love it. I think that's that's incredible because that's what this is. All, that's what I've been that's what I've been thinking about so much about people that are that are creating such a great legacy in the world. Is they've had to suffer for it, Nelson Mandela. <laughs> you know what yeah, are you willing to suffer for? Exactly. Um, you know, Steve Jobs. Every, you know, every like Jobs, yeah. anybody who everybody craves for significance. Like there's a all part of us all, in all of us craves significance, right? So we all crave to be someone to be able to recognize. And I get that, and and that's human nature. You know, Tony Robbins talks about that. There's craving significance, mm-hmm. but the opposite significance is connection. And so the more significant you are, the less connection you actually have. Think about this, right? And I love that concept because it's so true. Because the more significant, like the more like famous you are, you get, the less connected you are to other people because you are yeah. different now. Like, look at celebrities. Like, if you, if you become a Hollywood actress and, like, say, a guy like Matt Damon or Denzel Washington, or you, you know, even take like Barack Obama, or you know, I think my wife was talking, um, saw a little documentary with uh, Jerry Seinfeld and Barack Obama, and when Jerry asked one of the things, what's the one of the worst things uh, about being the president? And he says that you know, it's uh, an anonymity. It's like he can't go anywhere anymore with can't you know Michelle with, to walk around, right? Because he needs bodyguards everywhere. He can't just walk. Like he he he's lost that right. 
in a sense. You can't just go out for breakfast. You can't just go get a coffee. You can't go buy the paper. You can't just catch up with a friend. I, I think that's just, I would find that so hard. <laughs> right. Some of us are okay with that and some of us are not. But the end of the day is that no one can relate to what being a president of the United States is. We all want to be him. But no one wants to relate to, to you know, what, because it's a connection thing. So it's it's like the economy. It's like the, the the two sides. And you know, by being famous, you have to be able to handle all the ridicule, all the haters, all the things that trash being talked about you. How you dress, how you look, how unhealthy you look, how healthy you look, how you know, you know, do you have this? You know, are you eating the right food? What kind of cream are you using? What are you wearing? All that all that stuff is being thrown at you when you have significance, and. And sometimes we're not, especially the young stars that are propelled to that success right away are not able to handle that. And that's a huge problem, right? So be careful what you're willing, what are you asking for? Because if you're not willing to suffer through all the the consequences as well, because everything has its consequence, good or bad, right? Uh, Anything that you do always has consequences. We talk about that all the time. And so are you willing to live with the consequences of the choices that you make? That's really important to be clear on uh, so that you know what you're going after. So, what do you think of the question if I asked you and anyone listening, as I'm asking myself right now, are you suffering enough? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds sadistic, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, is life just easy street so everything's easy and you're loving that com- comfort zone that you live in and it just, it's just so cruisy. So, then kind of based on what we're talking about, is it like, well, are you creating this void where you're not you know, maximizing, I suppose, you know, your potential for, for being your very best or for contributing what it is you were born to contribute or for giving what you were born to give? Are you just making it too easy? Um, well, well, it's an interesting question because it depends on how you um, how you define suffering and who's put, putting the suffering uh, forth. Because um, if you're suffering because you don't like your job, well, are you doing that to yourself? That's not like fulfilling a purpose, right? That's not suffering through uh, uh, um, something that's actually guiding you towards something you want to do. Like when mm-hmm. I, when we say suffering is about um, when you're pursuing something you truly that you just feel like that is your true north, and you're doing it and going through it and you're going through it and knowing that the end goal by the end of this rainbow or the end of this ride i'm going to get the result um at the end but i'm willing to suffer through the immediate uh pain that i'm going through to get there right all right okay let's can i ask you a rephrased question sure is it possible to in a weird sadistic manner to enjoy the suffering or be happy with the suffering Absolutely, I can do it in one word. CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> we had to get a CrossFit mention in this episode. Or, or any freaking <laughs> other, any any exercise, uh, ultra marathon, marathon, half a marathon, like whatever, anything that is but, physically yeah. hard. I can guarantee you no one enjoys the process. Uh, no one, like... But like, I mean, I don't mean just life. I mean just your life, just your career, just any anything that brings challenge rather than going, oh my gosh, I can't bear that challenge. Actually going, you know what? Like because I've got this challenge, I know that I'm doing what I was born to do. Yeah, well, your best self is on the other side of that, of what you're willing to push through, right? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, Les Brown, I, I read this quote yesterday. He said, you can have reasons or results. It's one or the other. Can't have both, Yeah. So, you know, what are the reasons you're either telling yourself excuses or you're going to have the results that you want? And yeah, like, of course, like, but listen, I can't tell you what you should do. I can't tell you um, 
I can barely tell myself what to do. So I, I can't tell you, you listeners to like, this is your passion. If you ask me a question, like, do you think this is my passion? Well, I don't know. I don't know you. I don't know your experience, your whole entire life. Like I'm trying to figure myself out. Like my goal is to figure out me, right? And your goal is to figure you. And at the end of the day, I, I find that um, one of the biggest things is that we all have those doubts. And the reason why we're so being so honest in these podcasts and just have an open conversation about it is that I honestly believe that all of us, and I've, I've listened to, um, you know, many celebrities uh, lately to uh, interviews. You know what? Yeah. They all have the same problem. They all have self-doubt. They all question whether or not they can um, get that movie or that part or play on this gig or to do this thing. That's even, even now, even when they're super successful, I'm talking like uber successful, um, when they actually sometimes, you know, the, even the actors that, and actors and actors don't even need to like try, try out for a movie, but when they're asked to, like they, they have self-doubt. They, every, every mm-hmm. single one of them have self-doubt to some degree whether they can pull this off. And when I start to recognize, I go, oh my God, that's exactly what happens. We're all human. And if we can mm-hmm. recognize that your problem, your self-doubt is exactly what's happening to the, 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 your mentor or your, the person that you look up to, then you just realize that we're all going through the same crap. The only difference is that our self-doubt might be in a completely different realm or different like levels, but it doesn't matter. We still have that fundamental human limb, uh, lizard brain sitting there going, are you good enough? Who am I to do this? All those type of emotional state is all in our brains. It's happening in my brain right now, thinking about, and, and the, the listener's going to actually get this, or doesn't really matter. It's all there. Every single one of you, every time you make a decision. So the, the question is, right, the question is, we all have fear, right, around this issue, no matter what it is. Should I approach that girl? Should I approach that guy? Should I do this talk? Should I do this business? Should I do this thing? The, the question is, despite the negativity, despite you know, someone telling you, and I've given advice on certain things on business decisions. The best thing that sometimes happens is when they don't listen to me because they go to, because they felt it in their heart that that was the right thing for them. Right. Mm. I just came from a perspective of an outside perspective, looking at the information that was given to me. I believe that this has to happen first. And sometimes when, when, when they, when they feel like they know in their heart that this is a better move, despite my recommendation or advice. They go and do it. Great, that's awesome. That's what I wanted. I'm not, I'm not here to tell people what to do because that's, I don't want to do that because I don't want that. To be honest with you, I don't want that responsibility. I want the responsibility for my life, like my own life. I want you guys to take the responsibility for your own life. So if you choose, if it feels right in your gut, then go for it. Um, Denzel Washington. I saw this thing on with Denzel Washington the other day. It was really powerful, actually. And I'm not, I don't really don't know how, what the best way to say this. And so I just going to hopefully don't bush it too much. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, he said something like this. He said that, um, and sorry to get so spiritual on this. Right. But he said, and I, I but I like the context of it. So he says that, um, the, you know, the desire to do something, the desire to do something, he says, is like, it's like God's proof to you right or universal intelligence or whatever you want to call it proof to you that it's something that you already have or should have Mm. it's your job to go claim it Mm. and i went oh that's pretty cool (laughs) like that's a pretty cool concept to think about right if you think if you thought now just think from the mindset perspective if you kind of just thought about that as a mindset and use that and adopt it to your uh thinking to approach everything that you do how much more would you get accomplished, right? And I look at um, 
But it, what it does require, though, right, is that it's not just good enough. Right? He, says, he goes on, he says, it's not good enough just to have a, a, a purpose, right, or desire. You have to have goals, right? You have to have goals to, to, to achieve them, the desire and plus the goals. But in between, right, are, is discipline. Do you have the discipline? This is where the suffering occurs, right? The suffering occurs through the discipline. When it's raining outside, are you going to go out there for a run? When time gets tough, are you going to have the discipline to stick through it? And the second mm-hmm. part of discipline is the second thing besides discipline is consistency. Do you, would you have the desire, you know, to get that desire to claim it? Do you have the discipline and the consistency to go after the thing that you want? And the, the thing that most people go through their mind right now is says, yeah, that's easy for Denzel, right? Because he's got everything. But there was a point when Denzel Washington was, was just a little boy or he was just a nobody, right? And there was a point when Richard Branson was just a nobody. There was a point when Steve Jobs was a nobody. There's a point of where Marcus Pierce was a nobody. And the thing is that he claimed it, right? And, that, and, and that's the thing. Like, how, how are we able to just go after the thing that we want? And um, Les Brown um, said this. I love this in one, in one of his speeches. He says, he goes, you know, if we had to, this is one of the best questions. So he goes, if you had to live your life over right now, like right now you press pause, relive your life. How many of you would feel like you could accomplish more? And, you know, if you did this in a room, I can guarantee you everybody, if you had to raise your hands, right, I would say 90% of the people or 99% of the people in this, you know, listening to this would raise their hand, right? Yeah, yeah. And it, that in itself is the answer to, you, to, your, to, to your question is that it just means that we are just living in the tip of the iceberg of what our potentials are. Mm-hmm. Right, so mm. why aren't we doing it now with the life that we got? So that's the wow the question of genius. Wow, shivers. Um, oh, we can't keep going. I tell you, we have to finish there because that's just left me spellbound with questions, as I'm sure it would everybody else. Okay, we well, can I'll... all do more. <laughs> what? Well, yeah. No. I... Well, seriously, like is, I, I feel like it's not even worth. It's not even like. You've hit the nail on the head. You've just you you literally hit the nail on the head. We must recognize that whatever it is that we're doing now, whether we're playing it safe or we think we're playing it a bigger game. And you talk about Denzel Washington. You go, oh, you know, people go, it's easy for him to say. The thing is, he's still thinking about it. He's still talking about it. It's not like he's gone, I've arrived, and he stopped. Like the fact that he's talking about that now means that it's it's well and truly in his consciousness. And that I think a lot of people in this world go, oh, why is someone like Denzel Washington sharing all of that if he's already got all the success? You know, why do successful people want to help people? And they get almost cynical on the fact that people that have – that quote unquote have arrived want to help other people to do the same thing but I think you again you by quoting what you just did with Les just makes hopefully everyone listening recognize that no matter where you are you always want to keep growing no matter where Denzel Washington or anyone like that is they still want more Richard Branson still wants more they want to grow and evolve and experience more and I still maintain that when we get to our deathbed there's stuff that we wanted to do tomorrow that we're just not going to get to do and that's just the nature of the beast so as soon as we can almost accept that there is always more and that complacency is um, is the opposite of being of being the champion if we ever feel complacent we've got to give ourselves a firm slap on the face just to go wake up hurry up we've got work to do if we're going to be uh, again that champion that we speak of 
you know, and I've used this quote a couple of times, but I think it's fitting uh, for about the suffering part. As I said, that Muhammad Ali said, I hated every moment, minute of training, but I said, I don't quit. Suffer now and live the rest of your life as a champion. And that's exactly what I believe that we have to do. Do you have the discipline and the consistency to go after and claim your desire? And sometimes the may you might no one knows the path if people and steve jobs i'm sure you read this quote and uh seen his uh, speech but he says that you know you don't you can't connect the dots for you cannot connect the dots forward you can connect the dots backwards that's after you got the results you can always go back and go oh yeah i got here because of these reasons so just go for it just go and do some stuff and Sometimes it's a cul-de-sac, which means it ends and doesn't go anywhere, but you learn from it and there's a lesson that rather than a loss and you can then create something else. If it wasn't because of that door closing, you wouldn't have opened the other door. And that's how life is about. And uh, most of these guys uh, who've been uh, successful is because they didn't take no. They were Most of these guys were rejected by publishers or other, other people 26, 30, 300 times, whatever it took. They just knew that this was the right thing. So... Go after what you want, and um, and if it's if you don't go after it, then you need to question like, is this truly what I'm meant for? It doesn't have to be super super big, uh, but it could also just be a small things too as well. Like we're, it's about just living your life the way you want it to be, rather than someone else's life. So go after it and uh, enjoy it. And while you're there, while you're searching and thinking, why don't you let us know? You know, put it out there on Facebook and facebook.com slash inside champion spawn. Let us know what you think. While you're there, let's share this podcast with your friends. If you can um, do us a favor, it would be an honor for us to be able to uh, share the airways with other friends of yours that um, need a reboot in their mindset and thinking. Um, please do that. And uh, they can find us on the wellness couch uh, and on facebook.com slash inside champions mind. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, that would be great if you can leave a comment there because that would help our, our ratings and get more discovered. So that would be fantastic if we can do that. This has been Inside the Champions Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world class in anything you do. I'm Lawrence Tam. He's Marcus Pierce. See you on the next episode. We hope you enjoyed this wellness couch podcast brought to you by Audible. Do you find that you just don't have time to read all the awesome books that you hear mentioned on the Wellness Couch? Well, Audible might just have the answer. Audible is offering the Wellness Couch listeners a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. You can get books like Eat Right for Your Blood Type, Why We Get Fat by Gary Torps, Paleo Diet for Athletes, or even The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. So to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash the wellness couch again that's audibletrial.com forward slash the wellness couch for your free audiobook this has been a production of the check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash the wellness couch subscribe to each show on itunes and check us out on twitter the wellness couch streaming wellness into your lives Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.